Welcome to the mandatory, the post-fight live show. Tank Davis defeats Ryan Garcia. Seventh round stoppage. Ryan Garcia could not continue after a vicious left to the body. Brian, before we get into all of that, I just want to say we got to talk about our bets because we were on point tonight. Yeah, we we definitely were. Uh, The only miss I had was the over-under by half a round. If Ryan Garcia simply got up and went out for round eight, sure. But, yo, Javante Davis, you had by stoppage, I had by knockout between round seven and 12. Javante Davis did that with a left shot, left hand to the the liver, which is perfectly placed, which if you were paying attention to the fight, you might have even missed it because it was that quick. And the broadcast said it. It reminded me of Bernard Hopkins versus Oscar De La Hoya, where you're watching the fight. You see Bernard Hopkins closing the gap. And then all of a sudden you see Oscar De La Hoya fall. And it's like, wait, what did he hit him with? And then on the replay, it's a devastating left shots to the liver. And Teddy Atlas actually just tweeted that left shots, left hands to the liver. Those are the ones that really kick your ass. Yeah, those liver shots will get you down on the ground, just like how Ryan couldn't continue. But I also want to mention, and we kind of said that this is why I was saying that Tank is so deceptive. He's elusive. This is the type of stuff he does in the ring. And I just tweeted out that Tank is that dude. And I say that because I don't think we give him enough credit for being skilled. His Mm -hmm. footwork was on point today as well. The lead foot, he was taking charge of that. Ryan Garcia could not get his left foot on the outside. And just the way he landed that liver shot shows you how deceptive, how skilled, how powerful Tank is. And at this point, you heard him say it there, Ryan. He said he was the face of boxing. (laughs) I mean, at this point, would you say that he is? The face of boxing might be fighting in two weeks and Canelo Alvarez. And I still think uh, even after Dimitri Bivol, that the Dimitri Bivol loss, he could be. But Javante Davis has been in the conversation, has a case for number one. Um, and if you're watching, drop comments, please, because uh, we're going to we're going to we're going to get to as many people as possible. Uh, our boy Dexter Henry chiming in that body shot was something <laughs> serious, as we were just talking about. But in terms of the face of boxing, a shout out to Sebastian he's also here. Um, look, in terms of the body shot and in terms of uh, what that means, because I think I think becoming a star and having a body shot knockout, there's something to that. Right. And Javante Davis to actually make his opponent quit. Ryan Garcia yeah. said he was unable to continue and it's not calling Ryan Garcia a quitter, but he hit him with a body shot. Ryan Garcia, like he, he gave him props. And usually when you see a fighter do that after a body shot of their knee, you see that they don't get up. There's often yeah. times that they don't get up. And to see that was was a little stunning because I, Ryan Garcia showed that he has heart getting dropped by Luke Campbell in round two and then actually finishing off Luke Campbell in round five, a knockdown that we talked a lot about. But now this time he couldn't get up because Javante Davis was just that good. And he, he might be the face of boxing at this point, maybe. Yeah, I mean, at this point, obviously Canelo Alvarez is the face of boxing. But I think Tank at this point... He's like that next era because I'm taking a look at lightweight and I'm taking a look at the 140 pound division as well. And after this fight, I know Devin Haney is going to fight Lomachenko Mm, and that's going to be, that's going to be a really good fight, but I would love to see Devin Haney 
and Javante Tank Davis get it on. I think that would be a really, really good fight because I'm sitting here and I'm like, man, Tank is so skilled, great footwork, has the power. So I do think he could beat a guy like Devin Haney, even though Devin Haney is a tough guy to touch. Ultimately, I don't think that Devin Haney is going to fight Javante Davis next because I think that Javante Davis, or rather Devin Haney after the Lomachenko fight, assuming he wins, we still have to break that down, but we both kind of leaned Devin Haney early on. Shakur Stevenson is waiting in the wings and ESPN could very easily make that fight and should make that fight. Like they should, they should keep that one. Undisputed yeah. lightweight championship later this year. Devin Haney, as we mentioned, texted Mark Kriegel during the Shakur Stevenson fight against uh, Shirishiro Yoshino and said that he's going to stay at lightweight. So I don't know what this means for Javante Davis. Perhaps, perhaps, perhaps he has the Isak Cruz rematch, which I'm not sure is exciting for a lot of people. Or, or we interviewed Regis Progray on our show who said he wants Javante Davis. I believe he was there. Um, I'm sure he was doing some scouting. That is probably the fight for me that I want to see next because I don't think Javante Davis is going to be a lightweight forever. He's already moved up to 140 and won the title. Chantel, is the Regis Prograde fight, is that the fight that you want to see the most out of all the potential candidates for Javante Davis' next opponent? Well, we had someone leave a comment, actually, and I'll have to look this up, but apparently Tank said that when he fought Mario Barrios at 140, he wasn't fully comfortable fighting at 140, so he Mm. went back down. But... Here's the thing. I actually want to see him against Devin Haney now. And listen, I'm not trying to say, like, let's just count out Lomachenko here because I think Loma has a good chance in that fight. But if Devin Haney was to beat Loma, that's the fight I want to see because I would like to see Tanko get all the belts. Because if he's more comfortable fighting at 135, why not give us that fight? And Devin Haney and Tank have gone at it before. I don't know if that's a fight that we get, but we also heard rumors and they were shut down after that Devin Haney was going to move up to 140. Yeah, and he is at some point because he's big, growing into his body. I think he's still only 24 years old, which is ridiculous to think about how much he's done in his short career so far. I think, uh, but Gervonta Davis, there are some options there. But I think because it looks like Devin Haney, Shakur Stevenson are sort of just circling each other, potentially Vasily Lomachenko if he were to win that fight, because Loma is still Loma, right? But, like, I think that Gervonta Davis has a lot of options. He also, and shout out to XL, one of our most frequent commenters. And I like the energy, XL. Fuck all I that. I do. I like, like <laughs> that's, that's, that's my kind of energy. You know what I mean? It's uh, the Dexter, aggr- Dexter, aggressive New Yorker energy Dexter that Ryan watching gives. This. Yes, Dexter <laughs> watching this. He'll, he'll know that uh, that is true. Um, he says, fuck all that. This is proof uh, that the, re- the rehydration clause messed up Ryan for real. The rehydration clause for our uh, casual watchers who may not be following uh, that closely. The weigh-in uh, limit was 136 pounds catch weight, one pound above lightweight. And the rehydration was to be 146 today i believe right yeah it was earlier today to be 146 by that point um and ryan and that was something in the clause because they didn't want ryan garcia getting too big (laughs) potentially and uh you know maybe there's something to what uh XL is saying, so shout out to you. (laughs) Okay, I get the rehydration clause, and I was someone that was like, yo, the rehydration clause is going to mess up Ryan. But after what I saw today, (laughs) let's just give the man tank props because let's kind of break down the fight, right? Ryan Garcia 
in the first round, he looked really good, started off being aggressive, and he was the one stalking, you know, Gervonta Tank Davis. Tank was, like, holding on to him a little bit. And mm -hmm. I was like, oh, you know, Ryan came, and he's about to fight tonight. And However... Then However, Tank, we know, is a slow starter. As we mentioned, yeah. He's lightweight Deontay Wilder. And he's somebody who's not going to get going early on because he knows he can finish you at any point. I would say more sophisticated than uh, Deontay Wilder in terms of his all-around boxing ability. Well, actually, Tank, to me, started a little bit earlier than I thought because usually he's still downloading information in the second round, third round. When he yeah. came in the second round and dropped Ryan, I was like, okay, it's a wrap because Tank has already figured out Ryan. And he's figured out the timing. You know what he was doing, though? Like, the first two rounds, you saw this because we were texting about it. He was laying traps the entire yeah. time. He was baiting Ryan Garcia because the, the it was early on. And Tank, to his credit, dictated the entire fight. Basically, the yeah. entire fight from beginning to end. Outside of a couple moments in rounds two and round six. Um, yeah. Round two early on before the knockdown. But he, he, he was baiting Ryan Garcia into coming forward, coming forward, and being the aggressor. Thus negating the left hook that Ryan Garcia wants to land. It's typically a counter left hook. Somebody else is coming into the inside and he lands it. Gervonta Davis was not pressing forward virtually at all until late when he was smelling blood in the water and ended up getting that finish. So to his credit, he was able to negate Ryan Garcia's biggest weapon for the duration of that fight. At least that's how I saw it. And then on top of that, you had Ryan Garcia sort of tentative after he got overzealous in round two and then got dropped. What I thought was a very good round for Ryan Garcia to start. And then he just gets caught on the inside. And that's something we were worried about, Chantel. Is his chin going to hold up when he gets caught clean? And it took less than two rounds to get the answer to that question. And it was the same thing. Like he dropped his hands and he got a little bit too confident in that moment. And Tank's going to make you pay because Tank, like I said, downloads information. He knows what he's figuring out. He's figuring out your timing. And that's exactly what he did in that moment. Now, I gave only two rounds to Ryan. Like I'm taking a look Me at too. my score, my unofficial scorecards from my couch, by the way. Me too. Yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> so I gave, I gave Ryan the first round and I gave Ryan the sixth round. The sixth round was close, but I gave the, uh, the edge to Ryan. And at that point I'm like, okay, Ryan's getting back into it. You know what I mean? Like maybe he's going to make a little bit of a comeback, but before then I had tank schooling him. Like yeah. tank was controlling that fight. And Ryan, Ryan is skilled as well, but for Tank to make him look like that in the ring, it shows you how good he is. Our guy Tony Ayo is back. If you're look, we see people watching. If you're watching, drop comments. We're gonna throw you on the screen and we're gonna react uh, with you. We're gonna be probably about 20 more minutes here. Tony Ayo, our boy, uh, comments kind of anticlimactic ending. Their fight was warming up. You know what? There's something to that because <laughs> I felt like Ryan Garcia found something a little bit in round six and. That was indicative to me because him finding something, not in the early rounds when Tank is just studying, downloading information, as we say, but him finding something in those middle rounds, I thought, okay, maybe this is something where he gets sort of a second wind. And we wondered before the fight if this went long, if this went to distance. Is that advantageous to Ryan Garcia? Does that mean he's able to hold up? And then yeah. all that shit got shut down <laughs> once Gervonta Davis landed a body shot. And to Tony Yeo, the commenter's point, landed the body shot that we didn't even see coming again, like Bernard Hopkins and Oscar De La Hoya, which kind of makes it feel a little bit anticlimactic. But it was kind of a Gervonta Davis masterclass the entire way, just about.
Yeah, and we're going to put this uh, comment up by Mateo. Was it like the Roberto Duran's no mas? Sorry, I'm late. A little bit, yeah, because he couldn't go anymore. He couldn't go. He, he was kind of like no more. And, yeah. you know, in that moment, like, shout out to Ryan for taking this fight. Two undefeated fighters. They're both in their prime. Both he, no, guys, no, 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 no. But... He, he demanded this fight. Like, he yeah. is the one that wanted this fight and kind of made this happen just with his mouth, as was as which what was said during the pre-fight, you know, analysis and things of that nature. Yeah, and I mean, he's been talking about this fight for a really, really long time. But here's the thing. Even in his post-fight interview, and I, and I don't want to throw any hate out there, but did you feel like he kind of gave up in that moment? See, that's, that's going to be the takeaway a lot of people have. And I can't even say it's unfair. Because here's the, the image that people are going to sort of remember from this fight is Gervonta Davis landing that body shot. Ryan Garcia on a knee. Like, it's not like he was like, ow, like, you know, Falco in the fight yeah. before. Oh, my God. In the first <laughs> round. Just, just Shout David out to David Morrell. Morrell. Yeah, yeah, David Morrell. Oh, my God. Get him some real competition. But yeah. it, the lasting <laughs> image from this fight is Ryan Garcia on a knee, shaking his head, pointing at Gervonta Davis' signal, yeah, you got me. And then immediately, and I, I don't like when fighters do this personally, when they know they're not going to get up for the count of 10, but then they wait for that count of 10 and then immediately get up after. It's the same thing for me as like when in wrestling, you get a one, two, three count, and then you kick out right after the show, like, oh, I barely lost. Like, I would, like, come on, man. You know what I mean? Like, stay down a little bit more, uh, you know, writhe in pain. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like that was that was kind of weird. Um, but I think I think as it pertains to just this 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 sort of lasting image, I'm gonna have some not some questions about Ryan Garcia, but I'm definitely gonna have some curiosities about what happens in a future fight when he gets in danger again, right? Because as we established, Cervante Davis, not Luke Campbell, and this was proven. Uh XL is coming at your neck here, Chantel. Let's see oh, what, what we got. Saying? Fuck all that. Love the energy one more time. Uh, Chantel, it's so aggressive, it a- but okay. <laughs> Chantel, keep it a bad. Uh, this rehydration clause was fucked up. No, no, I was on I was on a few episodes saying that I didn't like the rehydration clause. Yeah. I didn't like the catch weight of 136 as well. I was like, yo, Tank has already fought at 140. Why don't you guys just fight at 140? But at the same time, when you're a boxer and you get that contract, you agree to those clauses. And Ryan Garcia agreed and shout out to both of these guys because they didn't have any weight issues. Uh, They made weight um, even with the rehydration clause this morning. So they were on point. And of course, that takes a toll on your body. And we were talking about who Okay, XL just said right now. So let me ask y'all. Oh, XL is a producer. I have the captions right here for you, XL. We're getting to it. Yeah, we're getting to it. And anyone else has questions, feel free. We got 15 more minutes or so. We're not going to waste time. And there's a press conference that I'm sure a lot of people are going to be interested in. But in terms of what's next, we touched on this a little bit, but like, let's really get into it because we did do a whole. So people who may be unfamiliar, missed it or new people. We did a four part preview series, really analyzing this fight before it happened. Two of the parts were what happens if Javante Davis wins and what happens if Ryan Garcia wins. Obviously, the what happens if Ryan Garcia portion irrelevant now because Javante Davis won the fight. Javante Davis won the fight. He has a list of options. We mentioned Isak Cruz, potentially the rematch. Isak Cruz has been calling for it. Didn't want to fight Shakur Stevenson, though, and hasn't fought since September. But we have that. Um, 
Regis Progray, if he moves up to 140, Regis Progray wants to see him. I, I don't get the sense that that's something that's going to happen. And I also believe that Gervonta Davis is probably going to – I would like to see him get a fight like of, the, of this caliber, but I don't, I don't get the feeling that his next fight is going to be this big in terms of his opponent. It'll be big because it'll be tank and it'll be a pay-per-view fight because that's who he is at this point. You could argue he's the most popular American fighter at this point because Canelo Alvarez is probably the most popular fighter, period, at this point. But, you know, <laughs> I, look. I'm look. sorry, but this comment's making me laugh What's right now. Tony Yeo, Roly, oh, no. <laughs> we are not trying to see. But you know what? Roly fought him pretty well. Like, in that fight, I actually had Roly up in that <laughs> fight. But then, you know, he got dropped by Tank as well. I think, here's the thing. Like, for example, if Ryan would have went 11 rounds with him or something like that, I think I would have been like, okay. I think Tank's Tank beats Shakur and Devin. Zach, Shout I'm not going to gonna lie to you. At this point, I might take Tank as well because, I, I, I mean, gotta... Shakur is really good. Like, Shakur is probably my favorite in the weight class. But after what I've seen from Tank, I know he doesn't have, like, a high work rate. Shakur is really good defensively. But the man has skill. He's powerful, deceptive. Like, I can't say anything bad about him. To, and I to... think at this point... I know he doesn't have as many belts as Devin Haney. I don't know how you leave him off a pound for pound list. Agreed. And to close the loop on what happens, what should happen next, to reiterate, I, I would love to see Tank. Shit, I would love to see him just fight Shakur Stevenson next. We also know that Tank has had, he has a legal issue that he has to attend to uh, oh, yeah. in a couple weeks. <laughs> That's probably going to occupy some of his time. Uh, hopefully we see him in the ring again later this year. I think the logical fight to make is there's going to be more than likely and Shakur Stevenson still has to fight again, but he just fought. So, you know, we'll see what fight he does later this year. But in all likelihood, that's going to be the winner between Devin Haney and Vasily Lomachenko. Yeah. If top rank doesn't put that together next, when they have everybody in-house to be able to do it, then I'd be very shocked at that, right? So... If Devin Haney's fighting Vasily Lomachenko in May, which is happening, and then the winner is fighting Shakur Stevenson, Tank is sort of just left out to take maybe a stay-busy fight in the meantime. I want to see Tank fight the winner of whoever that trio is. Whether it's Devin Haney coming out of it, Vasily Lomachenko, Shakur Stevenson, I want Gervonta Davis to fight the winner of that fight. That'll be a massive fight, bigger than this one. It'll truly determine who's the best at 135. So you have yeah. a little bit of a tournament here also. And um, I also think that for 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 the purposes of like the sport advancing that's where we need to get to uh around this time next year yeah I, I wouldn't disagree with you i think that is the fight to make the winner of haney loma and then tanko for all the belts or if he does does want to move up we've had regis progray on our show as we mentioned mm -hmm. and regis does want to fight tank and i think that's a banger i think that's a pay-per-view fight as well if it's tank it's going to be a pay-per-view fight my next thing for you though is what is next for ryan garcia because after taking a loss like this and there's been so many questions about ryan garcia as well how invested is he in the sport the way that this fight ended not the best look for him some people <laughs> will question if he gave up or not but he just couldn't keep going because that power to the that body shot was way too much for him but what's next for ryan at this point after this l um, maybe he fights Mercito Hesta like he was going to fight before <laughs> the tag fight, but he didn't end up doing it. 
I think he's going to come back. Some people think he's not long for the sport. <clears throat> Excuse me, but I, I, I don't think that. I think he's going to be about this, right? And I think he'll try to come back. And I think he'll have a comeback fight maybe later this year. Um, And we'll see him in another big fight at some point. But <clears throat> this is a tough one to go out like that, right? Ultimately, I think enough people are still going to care about Ryan Garcia that he's going to be a big deal. Like, the whole point of this fight coming together, excuse me, <clears throat> of this fight coming together was really to showcase that young stars can go for it, put their O on the line, and not be really damaged. Like, they're risking a lot. But Ryan Garcia can come back from this if he wants to. He has the promotional backing to do it. He's a former interim champion. There are worse guys who have been champion. He, if he wants to come back, he could do it. Will he be able to hang with the Devin Haney's and Vasily Lomachenko's and Shakur Stevenson's and Javante Davis? That's the question that we don't have the answer to. And a lot of people would say that this suggests no. I would say that I would push back a little bit and say Javante Davis is top of the line. So yeah. maybe not the top, 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 top guy. But after that, who knows? For Ryan Garcia, I think, like he said, he wants to fight at 140. This cut was a lot for him. I want to go to XL as well. Shout out to XL because he's dropping some gems who uh, just sent us a, a note. Okay, so question. Do you not think the casuals and regulars are going to gravitate towards this rehydration clause and blame that for the reason his body can handle the punch? Leaving room for a rematch. I. I, I don't think that's going to be the reason we get a rematch. I don't think we get a rematch for this fight. Me neither. Because the way the fight like ended, he finished Ryan, and Ryan could not continue. If this would have went to like 11 rounds or something, and then that happened, then maybe I'd be like, okay, I'd want to see a rematch. But at this point, I don't think I do. I'd rather see <laughs> Ryan... <laughs> Try to take on some guys in 140. And, you know, we talked about it. Like, there are some guys like Arnold Barbosa has still not gotten a shot at a title yet. Like, yeah. a real title. He's almost 30 so, and 0. Like, what more does he have to do to get a title shot at this point? Yeah, and he's undefeated. And I think that's a fight that I actually want to see. Yeah. Ryan Garcia and Arnold Barbosa Jr. I'd, I'd rather see him fight ryan garcia the liam paro which is probably going to be like the sort of eliminator for the wb i, I think ardo barbosa is going to end up fighting the winner of teofimo lopez and josh yeah. taylor which is going to be good for him um as far as what's next for ryan garcia though like I, I, again i think he's going to fight like a like legitimately a, a mercito i don't even know if i'm saying his first name right hesta type of opponent just blows him away and then it's like ryan garcia's back and then he fights somebody else after do i think he can suddenly hang with the Regis progre like top guys at 140, and Tony Ayo said it. This is the name I was trying to avoid. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I don't think Ryan Garcia or anybody else wants to see Subriel Matias. I don't think yeah. anybody else wants to see this dude. He's he's one champion. I don't think people want to see his name. I actually think that he should fight Regis Progray in a unification at some point. That would be a banger. And honestly, I think Regis Progray would be a, a favorite, but I think it'd be pretty close. Yeah. Um, this is not the fight you want Ryan Garcia walking into <laughs> after this. No, that, <laughs> that would they, be a look, tough fight for him. If they put it on Showtime, I'm going to be there. I'm going to tell you right now. Zubri Matias by knockout. <laughs> <laughs> I think Ryan has to be kind of careful in choosing his next fight. Like, I don't think it's going to be a big, ma massive fight. I think it's going to be a tune-up for a fight that will be even bigger. Ryan Garcia is such a big name in this sport, whether you like him or not. And I think at the end of the day, he's going to want to 
after this fight, he has to have a really good performance in his next fight because the one thing that everyone kind of wants in this era is this O because of Money Mayweather. But I remember growing up and like our favorite boxers all had L's. So hopefully this is the beginning of... They both lost. Roy Jones Jr., them are my guys. But hopefully this is the beginning of us seeing the best go at it. So shout out to both of them because they gave us this fight and usually we don't get these type of fights in boxing. Frank Martin, Keyshawn Davis, let's go. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, like <laughs> I'm ready for another one. Although that won't be, that's more for like the boxing, like diehard, like nerds, like us, whatever the case would be. I don't know if, how many casual fans are going to tune into that. I hope they do because look, I'm somebody, I, I tell you, in building this show, we don't shit on casual fans uh, unless they think they know everything too, like some of the diehards do. We don't sit on casual fans because you need casual fans to grow the sport. Like these are the people who are turning in and making this fight a big deal, not just the diehards. We're going to be here for the shitty fights a lot of the times. <laughs> so like, you know, so I think that, you know, we're trying to bring everybody together with this show, right? And I say that to say, look, if, if, if more young fighters, young fighters who've accomplished some stuff are going to put their O's on the line and fight. It's going to be better for the sport. It means a lot of us are going to come together, diehards and casuals alike. And I think that we can continue to push the sport forward and so that it's not going to be as niche as it goddamn is right now. Um, I don't know what other fights on the horizon are going to be able to do that, but listen, Terrence Crawford and Errol Spence. Come Make on, man. Come on. Like, Make it happen. <laughs> there were rumors about that being announced tonight. It did not happen. But Ter- Terrence Crawford and Errol Spence, that's the one we need in terms of guys putting their O's on the line. The difference is they ain't young prospects. We should have had this fight in 2018, 19, 20, 21, and 22, and we still haven't gotten it yet. Make the fucking fight. Yeah, but, you know, like uh, Bud said, it was April Fool's when they said that. So <laughs> maybe we'll get that fight. I hope so. I hope it's not kind of like that Canelo, um, <laughs> you know, Canelo. Like Canelo, you know, the thing about Canelo, though, he's going to be fighting John Ryder, and I know, I know that he wants that Bevel fight. But I think we all kind of I'd rather see him fight a Charlo brother. I'll tell you right now, we are not <laughs> doing we are not doing a live after Canelo Alvarez versus uh, John Ryder. Uh, we yeah. are hoping to do one after Devin Haney versus Vasily Lomachenko. And, you know, we're going to have content throughout the week. So any more questions on the way out the door? Because we're about to get out of here a few minutes uh, and press conferences starting. Guys are pretty already taking their piss tests to see if they come out clean. God, if that if that were to be something that tells a story here. But. Any more questions on the way out the door? We appreciate everybody for rocking with us. Uh, do like, comment, subscribe. Uh, definitely subscribe on YouTube because we want to get monetization and eligibility. And uh, email the show. <laughs> email yeah. the show as well. Make sure to follow us at the Mandatory TKO. Before we get, actually, we got a question here from Mateo. Who takes over the division if Tank sees time? <laughs> Which is that's a real question, though. That that's a real question. I, I think right question. now, I think right now it's Devin Haney's division, right? Because he's got most of the belts. But or or Shakur or or Shakur Stevenson or look, I, I really don't want to disrespect Vasily Lomachenko. I know it hasn't been vintage Vasily Lomachenko, and I feel like he was better at 126 130 yeah uh, as opposed to 135 and he's older now and he's also you know he before he turned pro years ago he had 400 amateur fights i'm not making that number up it was about 400 amateur fights i think the actual number is 37 397 or 398 but it's whoever wins to answer mateo's question it's whoever wins between devin haney and Vasily lomachenko and then shakur stevenson is sort of the boogeyman waiting for the winner of that fight 
to also challenge. Like these are the lightweights worth talking about at this point. There are some other guys coming up, obviously, but these are the guys worth talking about at this point. Uh, all right. Before we get up out of here, because the press conference is about to start, Brian, your final thoughts on tonight. Gervonta De- Tank Davis. Great job, Brian. Gervonta Tank Davis, probably the biggest American boxing star right now. Uh, like I, I really hesitate to think about like who, like who's, who's the biggest challenge for him in terms of just name at this point, uh, out of all the Americans fighting, right? It's him. And hopefully he doesn't get in too much trouble because ultimately his fights and him staying out of trouble and him staying in the ring and doing what he does, uh, is great for the sport. Uh, to me, he's lightweight Deontay Wilder. Uh, with a little bit better versatility in the ring. And I hope that he gets in the ring with whoever comes out of that ESPN trio of Devin Haney, Mr. Yeah. Lomachenko, Shakur Stevenson at some point in 2024, because I don't think he'll do it in 2023. And, you know, I think he's like baby Mike Tyson. Like, let's just keep it real here. Mm. That power is on another level. Gervonta Tank Davis, after everything that he has shown – especially the guys that he's fought. People have talked about, well, who has Tank really fought? He fought Leo Santa Cruz, who's like a true 126-pounder, knocked him out cold. Isaac Cruz, people don't want to really admit it, but fought him with one hand. But Gervonta Tank Davis is arguably the best at 135, despite the fact that Devin Haiti has most of the belts. But he's on the pound-for-pound list. And after mm-hmm. tonight, you can't leave him off of there or you're a hater. <laughs> that's, that's, that's pretty that, much it yeah that's, that, pre- that's, that's pretty, pretty much, much it, it yeah, because much it. people leave him off the list but after tonight's performance it's Can't hard it. to leave that man off the list too skilled too powerful too deceptive too elusive tank davis is the face of boxing other than canelo when you talk about an american superstar that's tank davis brings in the pay-per-view numbers Tanks mm. that dude in boxing. I wonder what this number is going to be, actually, at the end of this. There were there were people talking about perhaps doing a million buys, but I had a uh, may or may not have had people texting me for stream links. I bought the pay-per-view. But, yeah, I'm, I'm just saying, like, there's a lot of people, you know, still pirates out there. And when yeah. you make a pay-per-view $85, that's that's kind of what's going to happen. <laughs> well, you know what uh, Lou DiBella told us? If you haven't seen the episode everyone's lying about the numbers don't believe the numbers so even when the numbers come out don't believe it by the way go check out that Lou DiBella episode our first episode shout out to everyone that rocked with us tonight if you haven't already liked the like button hit that button hit that subscribe button follow us at the mandatory TKO and uh, thank you so much also we'll be back soon with some more content so keep it locked on the mandatory and uh, thanks so much for hanging out with us Brian any last words you want to get like New York aggressive right now before we get off no, uh, just all the same, <laughs> subscribe, follow, like, do all that shit. We're building something for anyone who cares about fighting, betting, whatever the case may be, or just wants a good show, good product. We're doing this for the long haul, and we've been doing it for two months at this point, and we've seen some growth, so we want to continue doing that, and we need your support to do that. So be sure to support, like, comment, subscribe, do all those things. Email the show at show at gmail.com. And uh, yeah, thank you for watching. We will be back again very, 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 very soon because we got some shit coming this week, even though the fights kind of suck. And uh, before we before we get out, I want to say one more thing. We nailed our bets, just in case anybody was That's wondering. Right. So so one more time, uh, I want Brian, let, tell them our bets that we nailed tonight because uh, we put out a lot of betting content. 
Chantel called the knockout, and I called the, the knockout. Stoppage. The, the stoppage. stoppage. The stoppage. TKO, yeah. And I called the knockout between rounds 7 and 12 for Tank Davis, and he got it in round 7. So we also won yeah. you some money, if you listen. We also made some suggestions on sprinkles. A couple of them actually played out. Of Ryan Garcia being knocked down in rounds 1 or 2. I mentioned yeah. that one, and he got knocked down in round 2, as he <laughs> did against Luke Campbell. You know, so... And Javante Davis, the over-under did not hit. That's the only, like, miss that I had. But it was off by half a round. But ultimately, we're in that positive, Yo, baby. The, the only miss that I had was sprinkling on Ryan as a hedge bet. That's Me the, too. And that's, that's the, too. I did that too. And I said I was going to make a hedge bet. But nonetheless, yeah. thanks so much for rocking with us. We hope you enjoyed the fight tonight. We'll have some more content coming out soon this week. Make sure to follow us at The Mandatory TKO. And uh, good night. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.